Welcome back to Overcoming Our Generation, O-O-D, double O-G, being the change. Now, in the last episodes, we've talked a little bit about affirmations, reality, energy, mindset. But why? Why Why do this work, right? Why heal? Why be better? How? You know? And I think for many of the times when we're going through our healing journey, we either don't know where to start or don't know when it finishes. And I, I believe, you know, I'm coming to this conclusion, this philosophy of life that there's never a finishing end point of healing. I mean, we heal and go through cycles and grow and get better every single day until the day that we no longer exist on this earth. Or at least in a bodily way, <laughs> in a materialistic way, in a 3D way. But it's very interesting to think about, you know, when I look at myself back then, I remember going through therapy and thinking, oh, I'm working through stuff. Eventually, I don't need therapy anymore. Or eventually, I won't need to come here anymore because I'll, I'll fix it. Thinking that there was something to fix, right? And many of the times we feel like we're broken or need fixing based upon some childhood trauma. Or maybe it's an adult trauma. Maybe it's one singular event, a car crash, a house burning, someone leaving the household, being abandoned, feeling abandoned. And so what I've come to the conclusion is that whether we have kids or not, our energy and the healing is connected with every other being. So the way we react and the way we respond the way we walk through life has a ripple effect. And that ripple effect will affect many. From the person, you know, at the the cashier at the grocery store, the barista making your coffee, the police officer interacting with you, your neighbor when you go out in the morning. Every interaction we have with every other person leaves an imprint. They leave a feeling Imagine the last person you, you spoke to, last person you interacted with. How did you feel after that interaction? And sometimes we don't feel nothing at all. And I think that is a big yellow or red flag to notice, hey, I'm not feeling this interaction. I remember there was a time where I wouldn't say hi to any person in the street. I wouldn't interact I was in my own world. I felt, I felt everybody was attacking me, so I didn't want to make eye contact. I was shy. You know, that's what I would consider myself. I'm shy. Or I'm playing it safe. And now I realize that ripple effect added on to the other person's reality. If I walk by next to some person, didn't even acknowledge that person, I'm adding proof to that person that they are unseen. And many of us can think, well, what, what do I have to do with someone else's life? Well, because it comes back to us as, as well. What we put out is what we get back. Some people call it karma. Some people call it circulation of energy. I like to think about it as the energy we're putting out. The energy that we're putting out when we do walk next to someone and we say good morning. And that now person says great morning back. Now we both have benefited. We both were gifted with being seen and being heard. 
And some of us have kids. And this is, I think, where the biggest part of my healing journey began was when I came into my partner's life and her kids. And now we've been raising what currently is now going to be a eight-year-old soon and a nine-year-old. And she also has an um, older child who is, I believe, 24 or 23 years old. And so with this, it's we heal to heal our generation. We heal ourselves to create a new generational change. Many of us know exactly what I'm talking about. Thinking about your parents, thinking about how it was raised, how we were raised, the patterns, the words, the belief systems. And now we're here, we were born to disrupt that. We were here to create a change for our family, for our neighbors, for ourselves, for our soul, for this world. And many of us go through life thinking that we are no one. I am guilty of this. But to think about it, how can I be a no one when I am someone like you are, yourself, someone special? You mean and partake in someone else's life. You are valuable to someone else. But sometimes we're looking for the wrong attention. We're looking for the outside source to make us happy, to feel validated, to feel seen. And that's where our mistake lies when we look outside. When we look towards our partner, our friends for validation and love, we become codependent. And I think I've been codependent for too long. Codependent on substances, on people, instead of myself. Dependent, independent. And some of us, when we grow up from with a really twisted childhood, we might see codependency as normal. And we might seek behaviors and people that create that codependency survival type of living. And I think that's because it was it was seen all the time with every part every family member I had somewhere or another we were codependent on something or someone. And so it's really hard now to be the one who changes that. It's really hard to be the one that says, you know what? I think I might try something different. I might want to venture on my own because now it's seen as selfish and like you're getting isolated. Like I'm getting isolated. Like I'm distancing myself. And it's like, yes, I'm putting some boundaries. Yes, I'm putting some space. Because without that, who am I? And I think that's part of our growth. Part of this self-healing is, who am I? Who are you? Why am I here? Why are you here? What do we play in this and how do we play in this part together? Why is it that we've connected over this? Why is it that we've had some kind of interaction? And that is something I think we'll never ever have the answer. Unless we seek for it. Or we just stay stagnant and just stay and wait for the answer to come to us. But as that has resulted so far, that does not happen most of the time. So now, thinking about self-healing as an adult. Why? 
Why feel the pain from my childhood? Why feel drained? Why feel feelings that don't feel comfortable? And there's, there's this backside that says, why not? What's the worst thing that can happen? What is it that I'm afraid of? You know, there's this quote that says, we're powerful beyond measure. It's not our inadequacy that we are afraid of, but our powerfulness. And I think that is so true. What am I most afraid of from this self-healing journey? Not that I'll feel. Not that I'm going to get to the truth of things. Not that I will isolate myself. Not that I'm going to lose people. I mean, yeah, that's part of what I'm afraid of. But the true deep that goes keep... If I keep on going, okay, what happens if I do lose people? What happens if I don't have certain relationships? What happens? I'm by myself. And why is that scary? Because I won't, quotation marks, need anyone. Why is that scary? Because then I'll know that I'll be able to do anything by myself. And why is that scary? Because that's powerful. <laughs> that is truly powerful. Being able to speak and do and be yourself, myself, is scary. And I think for me, myself, and I, it's scary because I was groomed to think that without someone else, without my parents, without my caregiver, I was going to be unprotected. The thing is, the reality was that they were there and I was still unprotected. But it was being gaslighted. And I think many of us go through this self-healing journey because there's something that's waking us up, something that's saying... I can't take this any longer. And what we can't take is feeling powerless. But then we'll self-sabotage when we see that we're really powerful because it's not normal. It's not, I, it's not what we, were, we grew up with. And this is a time where we get to get out of our comfort zone because this life is not about us. It's about the people who come after us. Maybe in this lifetime, I will not see the vision I have for the world of being able to see beyond gender, being able to see beyond race, and just see us as divine creatures, divine beings. No more male and female, just beings. Now you can call it with a penis or vagina, whichever you like, but it's just our being. Maybe in 100 years that doesn't exist. 200 years, 300 years, 500 years. I don't know how long it'll take, but I know it will happen, and that's why I'm... Invested in my healing. Because without this healing, I wouldn't know who I am. Or more like, without this healing, I wouldn't know who I'm not. I'm not someone that gets to be walked over. I am not alone. I am not unsafe. I am not scared. I'm not powerless. I'm not shy. I'm not fearful. I'm not poor. I'm not unhealthy. My true essence, my true being, just like yours, 
is healthy, is lovable, is safe, it's protected. But sometimes we have to see who we are not to see who we are. We first must experience the situations and traumas to know what it feels like to be dark, scared, to know what it feels like to be sheltered, to feel caged. There is someone that said, we must know what it feels like to be caged to know freedom. You cannot know freedom without being caged. And that landed. And that explains a lot of the situations, a lot of the things that go on. I must experience things to know what I am not. I must experience things to know what I do not want. I must experience things so that I know what not to do to others. But I must first myself experience them so that I know who I am. To know and speak for what I do want. And I hope this lands for you and I hope this gives you some insight of why things happen the way they happen. Because we must first know what we don't want to know what we do want. And at the same time, we get to accept all of it and know that we are all. And there's no judgment, there's no bad, there's no good. We embrace masculine and feminine, dark and light, left and right, up and down. We embrace everything. We are all one. We are all everything. I am you, you are me. Sending you love and light tonight. See you tomorrow.